Hello, this is Anxiety Society, the show where we talk about the things that stress us out on a daily basis. I'm Tanner. And I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Anxiety Society. That intro was brought to you by DJ Quads. You can find him on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, To start the episode today, we are introducing a new segment called In the News. And uh, for this this, uh, new segment, we will be uh, diving into a little bit of things going on in the news, current events, uh, things that are giving us anxiety. Um, And so uh, I actually typically try to steer away from watching the news altogether because it tends to build up a lot of anxiety in me. But we're going to talk about it on here and uh, get into some uh, juicy stories uh, going on near and uh, around us and so yeah i would say before we get there um yeah, yeah i would agree with tanner about news i am not a person that uh typically tries to read too much news i know some people don't maybe think that's a good idea uh, i do keep in i'm informed on news but um there are some things that just trigger my in- anxiety uh if i just explore it too much uh and so uh, yeah. i try to avoid um deep dives into it unless you know it just is a topic that really interests me right um cool so for this this uh this new segment i actually found a couple of news articles that are relevant to me today uh the first one being um this new measles outbreak going on in california and obviously i don't live in california right now so it's not as big of a deal to me right now but my wife and i are actually going to california next week, Los Angeles, where there is the um, measles outbreak currently going on. Have you heard about it a whole lot? Uh, So I had to do a little bit of research before we started the podcast today, just so I could catch up. I knew the general idea, uh, but I didn't know. um, I I didn't see the exact university name, but uh, there were hundreds of students and faculty that were sent home uh, because they believed they might have been... um, Uh, infected with the measles Uh, there was a one sick student on the campus and so yeah uh, that's that's the gist of what I got yeah so I yeah again I I'd heard about it um, obviously before doing a little bit more research but apparently it's one of the most intense quarantines in state history in California so uh, and yeah like you said there's I think roughly around 300 people that um that could have either been infected or around the uh, virus, but I, it was so. One thing I was uh, thinking about, or when I was reading the article, it said that uh, there was a student that was on a bus and got a this long text message. They pulled out their phone, and it was from the dean of the school, and uh, and the quote said. You may have been infected, or you may have been, um, yeah, infected by the virus. I'm like, that is a really stressful wow. text to get from the dean. And it said, um, it said something like, I'm not reading the article, so this is all at the top of my head, but it said right. something like, you need to quarantine yourself until you can prove your vaccination. 
Um, and so I was just like, wow. I, I could not imagine getting that text from anyone, let alone the, the dean of my college. So I thought yeah, that was... I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was in college, there was a swine flu outbreak. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of signs and like, it was just a lot of emails and things like that sent around campus just right. to like warn you, like warn people of, you know, possible contagious people. Yeah. Um, but I think this news story kind of hits an anxiety point for me because, you know, I, I, I make decisions based on, you know, my beliefs, um, and what I believe to be right. But that doesn't mean that there's somebody else who believes something different than me. And I have to, um, (laughs) uh, deal with whatever decision that they've made. So if they've decided not to be vaccinated, I have to deal with that. Uh, And so there's anxiety around the idea of not knowing who those people are on a daily basis, and especially with something. Yeah. And especially with something like the measles that is super contagious, um, you know, it just, that is an anxiety point for me is this idea that, well, yes, I could have, I could have made certain decisions. Someone else made, made a different decision and that decision affects me, even though I don't want it to. Yeah, this is a, a perfect segue from our last episode, uh, web the, the WebMD episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that right now. Um, and actually, Tyler, you're you're kind of under the weather right now, right? Yeah, so on, I want to say it was Thursday afternoon, I felt myself getting sick. And I yeah. was like, nope, here we go. Um, and <laughs> I did not, I will say I did not self-diagnose myself. Uh, and so far I have not gone down that rabbit hole yet, nice. but I will say this morning I woke up and I started coughing and I could feel like a uh, pain in my chest a little bit. And I was already thinking, I hope this isn't pneumonia. Yeah. That was literally I'm... my thought right yeah. away. Right. I, I think there's, a, I mean, I don't know how it is in Texas. I know here, I think the allergies are pretty bad. I've been kind of dealing with some stuff the past couple of days, but um, kind of going back to the measles um, article, uh, I actually had texted mom, I think yesterday. Um, and I, I asked her, or no, no, I think it was a couple of days ago. I said, did I get my measles vaccination when I was younger? Uh. Um, <laughs> because I mean, like I said, we're going to Los Angeles in uh, about a week, less than a week now. Um, and so apparently, you know, if you get your vaccination, your chances of getting the virus is much lower, but there's still like, I think it's like three out of 100 people can still contract the virus. So, um, a little, a little disheartening, but hopefully it calms down before we get there. Yeah. I would say there's not a lot of reason to get anxiety over it because I I think it's isolated to one specific place in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely understand and relate to that, given the fact that you're getting you're going closer to the epicenter of this right. outbreak. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So uh, that was kind of the first article we wanted to touch on. And then um, something actually more relevant um, closer to me in Colorado. Uh, there were actually this past week kind of a crazy fluke accident happened. So. Uh, there is, and this is a town that's roughly probably 30, 40 minutes away from where we live, but there was mm-hmm. uh, a traffic jam, just, you know, normal traffic jam, people trying to get home from work, whatnot. Um, and a semi-truck driver, 
and, and they're still trying to figure out what happened, what, you know, I think he's claiming that his brakes just gave out, but he <coughs> slammed, he slammed into the cars that were sitting at a standstill and it was a 28 car pileup and four people died. Um, wow. yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those just things that, and it kind of freaked me out. Cause it's like, man, those people, none of them were doing anything wrong. They were sitting there in, you know, in traffic, just trying to get home. And this semi truck driver, 23 year old, um, you know, slams into the back of them. He was going full speed and, uh, he actually ended up not being injured hardly at all. And so, and, uh, it, it was so severe that the, it actually melted the pavement on the road. They had to shut down the interstate until today to like get it reconstructed because it was so wow. intense. Um, yeah, I mean, it, obviously driving can cause some anxiety, especially if you've ever had a severe accident, but that in itself was just like, it makes you really just like be much more aware on the road. Yeah, I would say the the one area that I really notice that myself maybe getting, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's like super anxious, but definitely concerned is any sort of like red light turning left at an intersection. Yeah. Um, because, you know, all it takes is, you know, a, someone to look down at their phone um, yep. and run a red light while my light is green. And yep. they hit me like there's and it's, you know, kind of what the what you said is in the thought in my head is it's like, again, I'm doing everything the way that I'm supposed to. But it just takes one mistake mm-hmm. uh, from somebody else, you know, and I could be the one that does it. You know, I could yeah. look down at my phone and I um, go below a red light. Um, and so I think that's the scarier part is that it doesn't take much like it doesn't take a huge mistake yep. for there to be something. I mean. It could have been, I mean, I'm not saying this to make light of the situation at all, but I'm saying the semi-truck driver could have, you know, dropped, uh, I don't know, he dropped something on the ground, he was eating something, and then he looked up right. and that yeah. happened. Exactly. Um, so it's, it is it is frightening, especially driving, Yeah. Uh, the damage that you can cause with very little, in very, I'm sorry, in very little time. Right. On and I think you brought up a good point. It's kind of an overarching theme of this um this segment for this episode is trusting other people. Um, even if you're doing everything you're supposed to do, you got your vaccination, you're you know, you're obeying all the rules on the road, it it still you still may be affected by other people's decisions, their, you know, actions, and that can produce a lot of anxiety uh, within you. And so I think the the thing you have to um, really focus on is, you know what, I'm doing everything I need to do. Uh, and hopefully everyone around me is doing the same thing. But, uh, I've actually thought about that before though, is like driving is kind of a crazy concept. It's like we are getting into these, you know, metal contraptions on the road. We're trusting all these people that they're going to do the right thing, that they're all, you know, in the right place of mind. And, we're all going 60, 70, 80 miles per hour. It's just a, it's a crazy, crazy thing. If you actually start to consider what is going on. <laughs> yeah. I would say, and the even crazier part of that is, uh, you know, for you and I, we took a home course on driving, you know, mom and dad signed yeah. us up to, 
basically yep. have them they taught us how to drive we didn't have to go through classes right um like a lot of other most people do um and so yes i don't think i'm a bad driver but i'm just saying it doesn't really take a whole lot to become a licensed driver yep and yeah. that's a little frightening to think about that there are plenty of people out there on the road that are just given a license to drive yep. and i have to deal with them exactly yeah, so um yeah, I think it was a I, I think that's a good segment that we've introduced and I think it will be good to kind of reintroduce this in further episodes and so look you know, look for this to pop up here and there. We won't do it every episode, but when something is kind of happens near us or something's going on that causes anxiety, we may uh reintroduce or not reintroduce but bring this back uh to another episode. So uh, we're going to head to a break, and after the break, we're going to dive into some of the comments you guys have been leaving us, and we're going to take one of those comments, and we're going to uh, talk about a little bit more and reveal our top five most anxious parts of that topic. So we will see you after the break. Welcome back, guys. Uh, that song was brought to you by DJ Quads. You can find him on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. You've got mail. Uh, yeah, so now we're going to dive into some of the comments you guys have been leaving us on our social media feeds. So, Tyler, do you want to um, read some of the comments that have been left on uh, uh, for us on Twitter? Yeah, so um, just so you know, we're not going to go through every single comment that's been left. Uh, these were just kind of like specifically chosen because we thought we could also just do a quick hit on what we thought about the topic. Yeah. Um, so if we don't mention your comment, it's not that we didn't see it. It's just that uh, we only have a certain amount of time, and so we chose some ones that we liked. So. Yep. Uh, so the first one that I um, am reading here on Twitter is... Uh, they wanted us to talk about build up to a necessary conversation you're going to have that you know will hurt both of you. Um, so yeah. when I read that, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is high school breakups for me. Yep. <laughs> um, it's not saying that I don't have I, – I definitely have difficult conversations now being a married man. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's just a little bit different uh, knowing that um, – my wife kind of knows me inside and out. High school, it felt like every conversation that was semi-conflicting you know, was just like the most anxious yeah. uh, conversation that existed. And I can remember very specific times, whether it was a breakup or, you know, things like that where it seemed like a breakup. Uh, I, I was definitely a crier in high school. Uh, yeah. And that probably shows that I had anxiety. But, like, I would I literally remember going into my parents' closet, having a conversation on the phone, and crying. And my mom came in and found me. And uh, it was a very sobering moment to realize that I was crying in high school over yep. a girl. And so... Um, yeah. But I'm glad to be married now. Those conversations go much differently now. And it's right. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. Same thing. Kind of high school breakups. I actually, something interesting that just happened not too long ago is I, um, I don't even think I told you guys about, uh, you 
and uh, you, Tyler, and my, uh, my family this, but um, there was a, a neighbor of ours here who left a note on my car about parking. And so we have like this parking situation at my place where it's kind of a curved curb and the lines, the parking lines are like faded. Well, I didn't realize I was like parking over the line. And so he left me kind of a dirty note on my car, uh, suggesting that I needed to take more time parking my car. Uh, and, and my wife was like, I think you need to like, you know, say something, just, just go up and, you know, apologize. And, uh, and I was like, did you know, did you know who left you the note? No, but I think I have a good idea. And so I was like, and I literally told her, I was like, I'm that I do not like confrontation. I don't like doing that. And so I, I, it's not necessarily the exact same thing as that comment that it's going to hurt both sides, but it's also just like those like awkward conversations that you should have, like when you're an adult, but none of us like doing it. So that's kind of how I can relate to that, um, comment immediately. Yeah. I would also say, um, (laughs) you know, just in general, people with anxiety or at least me I like have like a tape recorder in my head or like something that's just going over and over and over again so like I will replay conversations over and over so even though the conversation ends and maybe I was hurt that conversation is going to reverberate with me for about the next week or so and so I just keep reliving that conversation right over and over again so uh that was one comment why don't you go ahead Tanner and share and then we'll go back and forth okay um, so this one isn't as in detail, but is definitely something that we will touch on in the future. Uh, this was a, off a, a status that I actually posted before we started the podcast, just asking people about, um, what is something that gives you anxiety just generally? And the comment was student loans. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, That's I, a good one. I, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to get into it too much, but we are definitely going to have an episode over this because, I know you and I, Tyler, had a lot of student loans going to the University of Oklahoma, yeah. um, especially out of state. And so uh, yeah. pretty pretty relevant. Yeah, I would say um, just quick, but not going too far because we will touch on this in a later episode, uh, is I feel like this is the anxiety around this topic uh, is really about m- misinformation or not knowing enough about the college system. And people just kind of going to college thinking it's all going to work out in the end. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I really learned more about this as a probably a high school teacher than I did before I actually went to college because I was having to give recommendation to students. Yeah. And I had to know what their financial situation was and Uh had to kind of figure out, is that really a good school recommendation because of their situation? Yeah. Well, and something I guess I didn't even really know about is that um, if the price of tuition increases as you're at school, then it's like you have to pay more. So it's like even if you agreed to go there on a certain amount per year, if it increases the next year, then you're still having to pay more. So that concept to me was kind of crazy. Um, just yeah, because. And I, I, oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, that was pretty much all I had. Yeah, I was the only thing I was going to add is we also probably should do an episode on getting degrees and what there's yeah. anxiety around like not only getting your bachelor degree but now it's like I feel like I need to get a master's degree. I feel like I need right. to get a doctorate degree. So not only yep. so it's kind of like both at the same time. It's like 
not only do I need to get degrees, but that also increases my student loans. Yep. Um, which only increases anxiety. So right. Uh, yeah. So but, yeah, we'll touch on that more in a future episode. But just wanted to read that one. Thought it was good to to bring up, and yeah, you can share um, the next comment. Yeah. So this one actually came in a few hours ago. Uh, this person said to talk a little bit about coping skills because everybody's a little bit different and trying to figure out what works for them and actually being willing to do the work. Um, and I think this one is, you know, broad. Uh, and so I think what I would say about coping with anxiety, um, and this is something I, I think is a, a personal, uh, something that I feel really personally is that um, I think that there are mul- multiple facets to anxiety. Uh, I don't think that there's just the physical. Um, yeah. You know, I am I am a Christian, so I do believe that there is a f- spiritual side to it. However, um, what I have come to learn more and more is that there is a physical side that we can't yeah. be ignored. And so you have to, just like any other ailment, disease, you have to be able to learn to cope with it. And so yeah. things like exercise, things yeah. like... Um, you know, for me, prayer things, uh, I, I, I would say, I would say there is definitely some things that I would recommend like exercise because it gets you doing something, um, and you have to, it not only get, get your body physically involved, it also gets your mind physically involved. And oftentimes the mind is the the, the most difficult obstacle to overcome with anxiety. Yeah. And I kind of to, to uh, touch on what you're saying is there are different dimensions of anxiety, spiritual, physical. I also think there's different levels of anxiety. And so if you say I have anxiety, that can be such a blanket general statement because there's, you know, there's people who have crippling anxiety that they cannot get through the day hardly um, and then there's those of us who are like, oh, yeah, I, I have anxiety here and there. Or maybe you even have generalized anxiety, which I believe was another comment left on our uh, Twitter was someone asking about kind of generalized anxiety disorder. And so um, I think it also depends on that is coping whatever level of anxiety you have that's going to kind of decide how you can cope with it. So those who have crippling anxiety, maybe it is something you consider doing something like having uh, taking meds or something like that, which we're going to talk about more in another episode. But um, that, that I, I just want to touch on that because yeah. um, just because you say I have anxiety doesn't mean necessarily you have to go to the most extreme solution. Um, yeah. And I would say that, that every person, um, needs to kind of do an evaluation of kind of what you said about where are you at on the spectrum? Like, is this a, a severe thing? Is it causing me to have to make different decisions throughout my day because it's affecting me that much? Yeah. Um, is it just something that I need to take a break, you know, from my desk at work or, um, I just need to step out in the hallway, take a few deep breaths and then come back, whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I would say that there was a, a lot, a long time in my life where, uh, in my mind, there was a stigma against going to counselors. Yep. Uh, and now I go see a counselor on a fairly regular basis and, uh, I think it's a great thing. So right. um, that would be something that I'll talk about later. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. So that was, that was a great comment. Thank you for leaving that comment. Um, and lastly, we're going to, this is the last comment, um, that we're going to read for the episode. 
And it's uh, this is so to remind you again, this is something that gives you anxiety. The this person left this comment. Uh, pooping in public bathrooms. We uh, went from coping with anxiety <laughs> to pooping in public restrooms. Yeah, that perfect. That is how yeah. the, the wide spectrum we cover on anxiety. Yes, society. exactly. So Tyler and I um, have assembled a top five, uh, I guess, the top five most stressful aspects about pooping in public. Or it may not even have to be pooping. Just going to the restroom in public restrooms. Um, yeah, I think when you say the word pooping, it gives people anxiety <laughs> on a podcast because they're like, I don't feel comfortable with them saying yeah. pooping that much. Right. Yeah. So we assembled the top five. We don't know each other's top five. So, um, yeah, I guess we can go one at a time, give each other our five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Um, and I can start it out. Um, pull up my list real quick. So I don't know if I really did this in like five that like one two three four five like one being like oh, oh my gosh this is well, so much anxiety well, maybe now, i do i will say number one does cause me the most anxiety for sure okay so well, um I, well, maybe and, and for the most part for the most part i would say it is in order yeah. so we go we can go five four three two one i'm just saying that i didn't think of it that way but it yeah. kind of just happened to sort of be that way well why don't you like jump out or why don't you like as i'm talking about mine you can kind of mentally decide okay this one's five this one's four um okay well so my number five um this really doesn't cause a whole lot of anxiety for me so that's why it's at number five but it is still something that's kind of like an irritant especially if you're at like a a basketball game or a football game um waiting for others to go so i'm i'm thinking about like the standing in line the awkward like especially in dudes restrooms like there's it's just a different kind of thing. Like you're all just kind of awkwardly standing at these guys like peeing or uh, you're waiting for a stall to open. So that was just kind of a, a small, I would say a small um, anxiety for me. Yeah. And I would say maybe my number five is very similar to that. I put crowded restrooms. Yeah. Um, just the more people that are in there just causes me more anxiety because we all know what we're there to do. Yep. And it is kind of uncomfortable <laughs> there are yep. that many people around me yep. during this time. So. Yeah, and you always, like, make, like, the awkward eye contact with, like, different guys. Or sometimes, like, you walk in the bathroom, you start to, like, walk towards the stall, and then you realize there's a line. Then you have to awkwardly stand in the line. Yeah, it's just yeah. a, it's an all-around weird thing. <laughs> yeah. I would say the other one, I, I just thought about this, that since you already did crowded restrooms, I would say another number five for me would be restroom stalls that lock does not work properly ah i didn't think about that that's a good one. like you're like you're like what the heck how do people go to the bathroom in this stall it doesn't lock like and you're like having to like put a foot up on the door so that people don't like push it open accidentally like or yeah i know there's times with me like i've had to literally physically like lift the door just to be able to get the lock like into the slot um so yeah, yeah that's so that a good one there's there's great anxiety around that one <laughs> um okay so my number four uh this one uh again it's not a, a ton of anxiety inducing but it is still something that's like it's just a little weird uh when someone stands next to you at the stall so like i'm thinking yeah. like the guys that you have like and this is I'm sorry, ladies, like you're probably not gonna be able to relate to this, obviously. But, uh, you know, in the men's restroom, sometimes you there's like 10 urinals. Well, there's it's it's sometimes it's just really weird when a guy comes and he's standing like right next to you. and You're like, 
bro, what do you like? There's so many other options. Why? <laughs> Why are you standing next to me? Uh, yeah. That is a good one. I remember when I was younger, I <laughs> I couldn't even tell you where I found this. There was a video game, computer game that literally taught you bathroom etiquette at urinals. And it was like <laughs> and it was literally a cartoon of a showing a guy <laughs> was at this urinal. They said, "How much space should, should you give this guy?" And you had to choose which urinal was the right amount of space. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm I don't even know if I want to say this, but <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it anyways. I, I've also become more aware of, like, the splash zone, if you know what I mean. So yes. I try to, like, move my feet in as, like, close as possible. I'm like, this is – it's honestly kind of gross. It's like pee bounces off the urinal onto the floor. So I'm like, I do not want someone else's pee on my shoes. So This is definitely our most <laughs> PG-13 episode so far. I'm sorry for the graphic. I just thought of it. I was like, this is a little graphic, but it is yeah. it is something I think guys can relate to. So I, that one kind of goes into my number four, which is <laughs> hygiene. So many different hygiene issues. Yes. But when you walk into, I mean, anybody can relate to this. You walk into a stall and you just see stuff everywhere and you're like did nobody take care of this after they went to the restroom like yes just you have to go and like take the toilet paper and like rub down the seat and 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 the people that just don't flush the toilet afterwards you're just or like it's you're just like what is this like what is happening right now yeah, um, I, I I don't understand. If you're one of those people that does not flush the toilet, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what are you? What? What is your problem? Like, I just don't. Like, yeah. I straight up don't understand. Like, are you in that big of a hurry that you literally can't hit the the flush? Like, if if it's a germ issue, use your foot, please. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's that yeah is, that that's a good one. Um. Yeah. And I'm I'll touch on that kind of more in my list so um but number three for me was going poop with others in the bathroom uh i i i'm i'm not i i do not like like i i like having a bathroom to myself and if i'm sitting on the toilet it's already a bad experience if you're in a public restroom going when you have to go poop but when someone else comes in you're just like oh gosh so i usually am like on my phone just like waiting for them to leave but sometimes you don't have that option. Uh, it's right. I, I yeah, I, I do not like that. Yeah, I would say that my number three that I originally put on here was like making loud noises. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that kind of goes with that. Just like the idea of like, what are they thinking when they're hearing this next yeah. to me? Like it is a very anxious thought but i did come up with another number three since you already kind of mentioned that one yeah um and this actually happened recently um is running out or not noticing that there's no toilet paper but you've already gone Mm, i didn't think about that so i literally this happened at work and i was like oh my gosh like i had already (laughs) gone i was like holy crap what's about to happen and I had to literally, I did not like zip up my pants or anything, but like I like looked under the stalls to see if anybody else was in there. And I literally like got to the next stall, like with my pants unzipped, belt undone. And um, so it was one of the like weirdest situations I've ever been in. Uh, uh, so 
That is a very frightening moment when you're just not paying attention and you see the toilet papers out. You're like, oh my gosh, I am screwed. Oh man. Obviously I've never heard that story before. I cannot get my composure. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Or there's those, um, those stalls where you're trying to get the toilet paper. It keeps ripping like over and over again. And oh, yeah. it's just a terrible situation. Like you're or the, to... or the one ply, like what is up yeah. with the one ply yes. at like gas stations? You're like, what are you like? I understand you guys are trying to like save money here, but like, I am literally like, feels like my hand is touching my, like as I'm wiping. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Woo, okay. Uh, I will move on to my number two. Um, this, this to me, I, oh man, it really bothers me. And it's almost so bad that if it happens, I move to another, I, I think I have done this before where I move to another stall because um, of this, but sitting on a warm toilet seat. Um, I, oh, interesting. I've never thought about that before. Oh my gosh. I, and I, I think growing up, I didn't think about it as much, but as be, as I, um, became more of a germaphobe just that thought of someone literally was just sitting here is just like it's disgusting there's times literally where i've like it's like i i'm like i can't do this like i i cannot it's just oh i can't stand it yeah i i i have definitely gone through the the phase of being like if somebody just walked out of that stall i don't want to go in there even yeah. if it's like completely clean like just the idea that i'm sharing the same seat yeah. as them. We are exposing our Ugh. cells. Uh, there's just thoughts that are just like, I, I don't want to, right. I don't want to sit on that. So um, my number two was, this was just like, generally speaking, gas station bathrooms. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Like, especially at night, for some reason, gas station bathrooms just seem even more sketchy than they yeah. are in the daylight. Uh, like we traveled a lot when we were kids and like pulling up to a gas station bathroom late at night, you walk in, there's like writing on the walls. Like there's like <laughs> someone has like taken yeah. a quarter or like a knife or something and like sketched in like Johnny was here or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, holy crap, I'm going to die. Like yeah. there's something. And th- this is also typically the time where they don't have toilet paper in the bathroom right. or they have like the toilet seat cover, like the paper toilet seat coverage. You're like, right. does somebody really need this? Like, yeah. is it really that? Necessary? Actually, actually I, <clears throat> the toilet seat cover, that's a good thing you brought up because I never used to be that type of person, but I think it was at my last job they had the toilet seat covers in the bathrooms, and I actually started to use it. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I mean, I guess it's just because I was, I'm such a germaphobe, but I never, I, growing up, yeah, I was always like, why would you ever, like, use that or whatever? And then I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I still don't use it, but it makes more sense now than yeah. it used to. And I'll say this is that, um, yes, gas, gas station bathrooms are very anxiety inducing but when you go into a good gas station bathroom it's i mean it is like it's it's a it's i don't know it, it catches you off guard and it almost makes you like excited to go yes like because you're like whoa like i know we're like bucky's you're like bucky's, <laughs> that's what I was say. That, bucky's yeah. was the first thing that came to mind i was like that's like the disneyland disney yeah. world of bathrooms 
If you've never been to Texas and you've, you've never been to Bucky's, you just don't understand this conversation at all right now. Cause you're like, is it really that like glorious? And you're like, yeah. yes, it is yeah. that glorious. It is massive. Right. Yeah. So lots of options, lots of stalls. No one's going to hopefully come and creep next to you. So, yes. um, okay. So my number one, it's kind of very general, but yeah. um, I have I have something more specific with it. Is I just put germs, and I put specifically grabbing the door handle, and I have <laughs> turned into one of those people that okay, so I wash my hands, whatever, and I realized this like not like probably like a few years back, and I was like, so you you wash your your bathroom or you wash your bathroom, you wash your hands in the bathroom, and then yes. you dry your hands, and then you go and grab the door handle, and it's like. You've everything you've just d- did like was completely negated. So true. So now I am the type of person that I I grab the extra paper towel. I go to the door handle. I use that on the door handle, and then if there hopefully there's a trash can right next to the door, I throw it in there and then I walk out. Nice. Do you use? Have you ever gone to those restaurants that has the little like foot handle yes. at the bottom? Yes. Do you use those? Yes, and I was about to say that is that those that is like one of the most clutch things you can have in your bathroom is that option because you don't have to look yeah. like a weirdo doing that. Actually, just the other day I was going, I was in a public restroom at a grocery store. I uh, instead of doing the paper towel thing, I tried to open. And sometimes I'll do this. I'll use my like shirt to like to open the door because I do not want to touch the door handle. Um, oh. But I, I was trying to use my uh, foot to open the door. Um, and this was, like, in my work clothes, too. And so I was like, hopefully nice. no one comes in. But then I, nice. I, couldn't, I couldn't get it open, so I had to use a paper towel. So. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so that, that was a pretty good one. My number one, uh, and I have had experiences with this, is people trying to, like, push in on a locked bathroom Ooh. door or like knocking or like <laughs> that's a good just one. like like you're like what the heck are you thinking so i had a i remember one specific instance where i was in like the chipotle i think i'm pretty sure it was chipotle bathroom and that is a single stall so nobody else can get in you gotta lock the door that's always anxiety inducing is like did i actually lock the door yeah um, but with those specific restaurants, those people, I don't know what the heck is wrong with them, but they will, like, I had one time where this person was, like, yanking on the door and, like, knocking, and I said something, I, I want to say, maybe I didn't, but then they they proceeded to do it three or two more times while I'm sitting in there on the bathroom, and I was trying to go number two, so it already was a bit an anxious moment at that point, and so I was like... I need to like get out of here because I am just having a panic attack in here right yeah. now. Cause it, it, it's not just like, Oh my gosh, this person's like watching me go to the bathroom. But then you're like, maybe this person's like trying to like attack me. Like yeah. maybe they're like, they're like here to get me or something, but it is, it is frightening to know, like think about what's on the other side of that door. Like people will just get, and I also get very anxious when you see somebody like in the bathrooms where you can see underneath the stall and you see somebody's feet appear right in front of your stall. You're like, yeah. holy crap, something's about to happen. Yeah. I would also say on the other side of that, it also not, it's not really cause a lot of anxiety, but it's also, there needs to be a more efficient way um, to do this, but when you're trying to figure out is someone in there, like is someone in the stall, yes. <laughs> so you have to like bend over awkwardly to look. Um, something actually at my work, they just they just built a bathroom. This was a a I thought it was a smart thing is that 
because the doors are like almost from floor to ceiling, they have a little like vacant or occupied yes. switch. Yes. Thing. So it's like, why isn't this on every single bathroom stall? Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. Like, I mean, because you, you would avoid this whole, like, either the push on the door or the awkward, like, tilt your head down and look at their shoes. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's a weird situation. I like the, I will say, the the part that has really helped me, there are bathrooms now that have those, like like you just said, like, it's like an encased room. Yeah. Where it's like, it feels like you're in your own room. Like, it's not those, yep. like, single stall things, but it's like, the stall is literally like its own room. And I'm like, wow, this is like like luxury this is like a yeah. nice like a five-star hotel in the bathroom yeah like i said my my work just built in this new bathroom um, originally it was only like a one stall one now it's two different toilets and the doors are like these like mahogany wood like really nice and it's like literally floor to ceiling you feel like it's like you're in your own like i don't know bathroom by yourself essentially so um yeah it's a it's a nice thing to have so uh, that was our top five for pooping in public bathrooms. Um, pooping. How many times can we say it? Pooping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, this is going to be something we do again in the future. I, I, I liked going through reading some of your comments um, and not really dedicating a full episode to it, but uh, just kind of doing like a lightning round style where we're reading and touching on a little bit and then uh, maybe extrapolate one of them and uh, dive in a little bit more. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on Tyler? No, uh, we just really appreciate uh, everyone that's listened to the podcast. Uh, again, if you yep. would share it with people that you know that may struggle with anxiety, uh, we definitely want to make this topic, not one that is a scary topic to talk about. Um, you know, we do tell lighthearted stories, but um, you know, we will eventually share stories that maybe are a little more serious in nature. So please keep tuning in, keep giving us feedback, you know, definitely keep giving us those comments and we'll definitely uh, bring them out on the podcast and talk about them a little bit. For sure. Um, you can reach out to us at anxi- anxiety society pod pod at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us some of your comments, uh, concerns, Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you have a topic you want us to to talk about more or you have a question for us. Uh, And then also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, Again, uh, we appreciate everything um, you guys have done for us, uh, liking our page, giving us feedback, sharing it with others. And we look forward to um, recording another episode and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll see you next week on Anxiety Society.